there. I'm Bethany. And I'm Marissa. And we're first-time moms. And don't forget, we gave birth during a pandemic. We will absolutely never, ever forget about that. (laughs) So join us as we talk about all things motherhood. And all things money. And maybe a few other things. Uh, Yes, please. Here we go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Motherhood and Money Show. My name is Bethany Bayless. And I'm Marissa Lida. Hello. Welcome back. I'm so glad to see you, Marissa. How are you? <laughs> I'm so glad to see you too, Bethany. I don't I know like why I feel like I haven't seen you in forever, but it's because we have had a cold in our household this week and mm. I postponed the recording. So maybe that's it. So if Bethany sounds like she has a frog in her throat, it's Mm. because she is getting over a sickness. So Mm. we won't judge Mm. you, Bethany. You sound lovely tonight. Thank you so much. I mean, I don't want to call it the plague, but that is what (laughs) it felt like. It was rough. (laughs) And you know something really funny, Marissa, um, Hmm. is that we went to go find our cold medicine and our cold medicine had expired in January of 21. So earlier this year. And you know Uh why that is? Because you didn't get sick during the pandemic besides getting COVID. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't see anyone. Yeah. So also the first thing that we did since the pandemic is something we're going to be talking about today, Marissa. And that is traveling internationally with kids. Oh, my word. We're going to dive into it. Yep. It sounds like a whole lot of fun, Bethany, you know. We have not driven. We, we have not does, traveled does internationally. <laughs> we haven't traveled internationally with Peter. And you know what, Bethany? I haven't actually traveled or flown internationally myself. Here's all the places internationally I've been: Mexico, when we crossed mm. the border on the church bus on a Mexico mission trip to Ensenada. Canada, when I crossed the border with my family a couple times. We've been to Vancouver, Victoria. Very beautiful. And mm-hmm. then I technically have been to Jamaica and oh. Haiti on a on a cruise ship. Oh, very uh, nice. But, I, but it's kind of like fake Jamaica and fake Haiti. Have you been on a cruise ship? I've been on a cruise ship, but I've only been to Ensenada. So <laughs> oh, <as> hilarious. <laughs> I know, hilarious. which is funny. Well, well, let me tell you, when you get to Jamaica, it's like there's a fake Jamaica that's like – fenced off and it has all these touristy um little tchotchke shops and then you can venture beyond the gate into real jamaica and we didn't really do that so i've only been to fake jamaica and then we were on royal caribbean and they had a (laughs) private beach on haiti and so that was also technically fake haiti so we just had a beach day on royal caribbean's beach so if you want to count that that's my international experience so not However, very experienced Marissa, with international travel. However, you have been to Hawaii with a toddler. And I feel like that's that true. is a long distance flight. That's a, an adventure in and of itself. So I do feel like you are qualified mm. to okay. talk about it. I appreciate that. That was a whole yeah. – that, mm-hmm. that was fun, but, man, it was a lot. It was like, I, it's a toddler. I feel like that's going to be the theme. That is the theme <laughs> of this episode. If you need a foreshadowing, it was fun. But it was a lot. But it was That's a lot. it. That's what it is. It was fun, but it was a lot. It really was. Um, but before we get to that, I'm super excited to dive in because as as you know, like travel, we've mentioned it so many times, is is really a 
passion of mine. <laughs> Such I feel so basic. But like I I love traveling. Like it when I moved to England, my right after I graduated college, it just like there's something really beautiful about seeing the world around us and just seeing that people do things differently and it's not right or wrong, it's just different. And I think mm-hmm. that concept is a really great one and you can apply it to pretty much everything in life. So even on this adventure of motherhood, like there are things that people do that are it's not right or wrong. It's, you know, it's morally neutral, but it's just different. And yeah. and I feel like um, that's one of the reasons I love to travel is I love seeing the way that other people do it. I love blending in to other um, other cultures and just kind of seeing like what it is that they do. And I think like one of the biggest compliments I can ever receive is if someone thinks that I'm from that country, um, which I have fun stories about that of like whatever. But before we get into that, we do have a listener letter. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm very excited because we're talking about doing things with kids, traveling internationally with kids. If mm. you, This one touches on something that we talked about in a couple episodes ago, so let me dive in. If you would like to send us a love note, which is what we call our listener letters, you can go to motherhoodandmoneyshow.com and click send us a heart note in the upper right-hand corner. You can go to Instagram, send us a DM, or you could go to our email, which is motherhoodandmoneyshow <laughs> at gmail.com. Send us a good old-fashioned email. This one comes from our website, and it is from Roman's mom. That is the, the title. Uh, she says, hello, ladies. Thank you so much for all that you've shared and taught me so far. I'm listening to episode 38 on activities for toddlers and thought it's my turn to share something to help others. Cool. Money saving tip. Ooh, I'm so excited. See, this is what I love. This is I love receiving listener letters and like telling us these cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, many libraries have museum passes. We thought about getting a Zoom membership when Marissa mentioned she got one, but learned that our local library has museum passes for free. Oh, my gosh. For our local library, this includes a zoo, two botanical gardens, Legoland Discovery Center, a couple of smaller children's museums, and other museums that aren't quite age appropriate for my toddler. Our local library uses the Museum Adventure Pass. She she gave a link that I can drop in our show notes. Others may use something different, so I'd encourage listeners to call their library to check how it works. You can check out a pass online or in person at the library. Some passes are for two people. Others are for four people. Others are a carload. Once you have a pass, you have seven days to use it. Take the pass and an idea to the museum, zoo, slash park with you, and you are good to go. Hope someone finds this helpful. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. You know that's how, a great like, tip. I love that the library offers so many free things that like we didn't even like didn't even think oh, yeah. about. Right? Oh yeah. Like what's a place where they give you free books and you just borrow them and then you give them back and it's free? A library. Libraries. Like it's an amazing concept. And then I don't know about you, Marissa. Have you heard of the app Libby or Overdrive or anything yes. like that? Yes, I have. That's it awesome. is free ebooks that you can mm-hmm. check out. And sometimes they even have like shows, I think, that you can watch. And so, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't surprise me, but it also pleasantly surprises me that there's also a way to get free tickets to fun things to do, like the zoo or gardens or Legoland or wow, yeah. I need to go check out my, my library. 
I'm sure your library has a lot of cool things because you live in LA where there's a lot of cool things happening. Here in Portland, mm, we don't have as many of these I feel like fun Portland activities would have to do. Something. Bethany, our children's museum got shut down. It never reopened post pandemic. And that Look, was we don't have a children's museum where I live. We have to drive 30 minutes to the zoo and the children's museum. And I don't even know if there is a children's museum. I think there's a museum across the street from the zoo, but I've never even looked. Okay, well, I don't I don't live near the zoo either, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the Oregon Zoo, Bethany. We only have one zoo in the whole state. <laughs> Okay, um, here's another question, Bethany. Yes. Have you been to the library to do like story time with Caden or anything? I have not, but I want to. I really want to. And I have mm-hmm. to look more into it. But my library also, I got this brochure of like all the things that they offer. And they also have like free craft time with kids How and cute. like free craft time for adults. And oh. like they have events like and things to do. And I'm like, how did I not know about this before I was a mother? That's so fun. That's Super so fun. fun. We actually we actually went to the library this week, and this was the first time I took Peter. We went to the kids section, and he ran around. He pulled some books off. We read some books, oh. and he though was just like loving running around, looking at books. And the the people are so nice and stuff. But I know that a lot of the other parts of the country are all like open, just doing normal things again. But our library story time still isn't happening in person. It's via Zoom. Oh, nice. And and I just I'm not really I don't really care to sit in front of Zoom and do story time. So I, I asked the librarian at the place. I was like, "Are you still doing it via Zoom?" She's like, "Yep." And I said, "Do you know when it's going to come back in person?" She's like, "Nope." She said, "But we're doing a once a month outdoor story time, which we live in Portland, Oregon." And she said, "It's at this. It's an open air barn, so it's technically covered, but it's open air. So bundle up, wear a mask, come to story time once a month." I'm sorry, Bethany, I'm not going to be sitting in a barn in, like, November (laughs) doing story time. I just just can't. Have you ever seen uh, a Christmas story? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Little brother is, like, all bundled up. I can't put my arms down. (laughs) I just see Peter, like, all bundled up. And, like, you guys doing story time together. Enjoy your story time. I'm just looking forward to the day when things are more normal. Bethany, I don't want to get off on this, like, big tangent, but – being like when I was pregnant, like pre-pandemic, I thought of all these things of like, I can't wait to take my toddler to like story time at the library. And it's just sad to me that my our kids are now almost 18 months old and mm-hmm. I still haven't been able to do that, you know, and that we're still very shut down here in Portland. Yeah. So I'm I mean, but also that. to be fair, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I literally don't know if Caden would enjoy story time. He's at the point where guys, Caden started walking. I, I don't know this is an announcement, but he's like full on turbo walking everywhere. And um, I don't he's not in the point where he wants to like sit down in one place for long periods of time. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure what how he would respond to story time. He'd probably want to walk around and I wouldn't let him and he'd flail his body and, you know, collapse on the floor as he does. <laughs> I just but, think that it's a great opportunity to meet like other moms with kids course, too, you know. So I was yeah. just looking forward to that kind of thing of it too. But I I'm know sorry. that there will someday be a day where story time will be back in person in Portland, Oregon, but I'm not sure when that'll be. <laughs> anyway, you're, you're right. There will be a day and we there look will be forward a day. to that day. Mm-hmm. But until then, 
check out your local library to see what kinds of free benefits they offer of things you can do around your community. Yeah. I love, I love that so much. I think that's amazing. Well, speaking of things to do with your kids, do you want to talk about traveling internationally with children? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'd love to hear all your experience (laughs) that you recently had. So tell us a little bit about your trip. Classic motherhood and money show. I did it once. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about it. it. Let's do Um, it. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So I do have a little disclaimer up front. Um, and I was thinking about this as we were traveling. Uh, Travis and I have traveled to a lot of places together. So my disclaimer is this. We enjoy traveling. We have done it together as a couple for several years. Um, we are used to the pace of traveling internationally and kind of doing things. And then also there's this, there's this element of figuring things out in another country that takes a certain amount of mental labor. And we are kind of, we're used to that. And so this is not for everyone. I don't think that Mm -hmm. everyone needs to travel internationally um, or even with kids, I think it's a really great opportunity. We love it. We That's a really important part of our relationship. And so we want to share that with our children. But I don't think like there's no there's no shame or there's no like snubbing our noses like, oh, you didn't go to Europe this summer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's not like that at all. It's like we enjoy doing this. And I know that there are other people who enjoy international travel and think that they can't do it with kids. And mm-hmm. we can dive more into this, but you can do it, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. so it it's a fun. lot of fun, but it's a but lot. It's a lot. So well, evaluate say, for yourself. And I will say classic motherhood and money show dynamic here is that, again, I, I've never been to Europe. I would love to go someday. Jacob's been, um, but I haven't. And so I'd love to go, but – Whenever I do go to Europe and I, if I have like, you know, if Peter's still young and everything, it's like, I, I'm not going to probably take him to Europe the first time that I go. Because again, it's not something that I've ever experienced. Right. And yes. I feel like I'd be so out of my element going somewhere that different that doing that with also being in charge of a small child, that gives me more anxiety than what it would be worth mm-hmm. to me. So, and I, ha- and I have to say this too, it is extremely different going with a child. Because mm-hmm. when we would go just as a couple, it was it was still a lot in the sense of there's a lot of things that go into it mentally that I kind of forget about because I I enjoy it so much. But there is like, get your passports, get all the things. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many forms I had to fill out, especially with COVID and everything. We had to fill out passenger locator forms. We had to test it before we went. We had to test when we were there. We had to mm-hmm. test before we left. We had to like, we tested three times um, just to, you know, make sure. So like, there's a lot that goes into it, especially during COVID. And then with a toddler on top of all of that, it it was a lot. And I, what, I don't think I was anticipating the amount of invisible labor that was involved as a mom. Yeah. Because as it is, I'm used to being in charge of the details when it's just me and Travis, but then being in charge of the details, plus all the things that we do for our kids, that's mm-hmm. also on us. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. The words, I can't do it all slipped out of my mouth quite a few times. (laughs) 
So, but I also want to say like for us, it was worth it. Like mm-hmm. it was worth it. So, and again, we'll, we can dive more into that, but, um, first I, I made an outline, Marissa, aren't you proud of me? I love it, Bethany. It looks fabulous. I, I thank you. I used your formatting and everything. It was super, super <laughs> The great. little bullet points. That uh-huh, really the bullet points formatting. that are my favorite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I felt so, I was like, wow, Marissa is going to love this. It's I'm like so proud it's structured. It, mm-hmm. it has the pretty bullets and all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love it. So I want to talk a little bit about tr- planning for your trip. And this is something that I would even talk about before I had kids for people who are interested in traveling internationally, because there is kind of this misconception that it's expensive to travel Mm -hmm. internationally. And the answer is it doesn't have to be as expensive as you think it is. So Mm -hmm. a few of the different things that I would I would suggest is if you do want to go on a vacation overseas to a different country, um, there's a few things. Obviously, the most expensive time to travel is going to be during the peak season and that is going to be summertime. So, mm-hmm. and also keep this in mind, if you're going south of the equator, the seasons are uh, reverse. <laughs> um, so my suggestion is to travel in the off-peak season and that mm-hmm. often is September, October or February, March. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same for Disneyland. Um, but <laughs> The obviously the most the most expensive time, the busiest time is going to be during the summer, spring break, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sweet spots that Travis and I found as a time to travel um, where it's not too busy, you can find some really great deals is actually during Christmas and New Year's because mm-hmm. that's when, you know, Travis would get time off and not a lot of people are traveling during those times. So if you're yeah. looking to maybe we did Christmas with family ahead of time and then got to go to some really cool holiday markets and um, really fun adventures over in different parts of Europe. It was a lot of fun. Um, So Mm -hmm. that um, a really great app to use if you're looking for flights is Hopper. Have you ever heard of Hopper? Yeah. Yes, I definitely use that app. Mm -hmm. I love Hopper so much. It tells you the best days to fly. So it'll tell you the days that the tickets are the cheapest. And then it'll Mm -hmm. also tell you when's the best time to buy those tickets. And you can even set up alerts so they can alert you. Your tickets are on sale. Buy them now. Um, But when you if you kind of look through Hopper, go, you know, type in the places where you're flying from, where you're flying to and look to see when those dates are cheaper. So you can kind of see the the patterns of when tickets are going to be higher or when they're going to be on sale or lower or what days are best to fly on. Usually like Tuesdays, Wednesdays are good days to fly. Um, that's a really good thing. However, what I do is I take the info that I get from Hopper and I plug it into a site like Skyscanner to find hmm. some of the best flights. So, I mean, I've done this with like, look, my ex was from England and I went over to England a lot and I would do this and I got tickets for like 350 round trip from LA to London um, and like that like I feel like that's the same as if I was going to go to New York or yeah. you know somewhere like that so there are really great deals out there yeah that is that's a really great tip when you flew on this trip you bought Caden his own seat right Yes, we did. And on this trip, I do have a disclaimer. We we used points to go. And um, we did not have a lot of wiggle room when it came to the dates that we went. Thankfully, 
it was still in the off-peak season, and obviously, pandemic has changed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get Kate in his own seat, and uh, we ended up going. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like Economy Plus. Like it's like the step up from yeah, Coach mm-hmm. Economy Premium. Premium. Didn't you get that to Hawaii? Yes, that's what we did on their flight to Hawaii. We did that same thing. Mm-hmm. Paid for a little extra upgrade, had some more leg room, and then free drinks. <laughs> oh, well, look at you. <laughs> well, fun fact, international travel, it's always free drinks. Always free drinks. Oh, yeah. I found that out my first trip over to England, and they were like, yeah, this is international travel. You get as much as you want. I was like, <gasps> this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I still remember the very first time I ever flew business class, which – I've only found business class a handful of times in my life, but it was on our honeymoon. And I just remember feeling like I was a queen for a day. Mm -hmm. Like it was the most luxurious, wonderful experience. I did not want to get off the plane. It was the best thing in the entire world. But every once in a while, there's been a couple of times that I've, I've looked on Hopper and then looked on Skyscanner and like business was just a tad bit more expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's fun looking at deals like that and doing a lot of research. Research. Mm -hmm. That's great. When we went to Hawaii, we ended up – I don't even know if I shared our Hawaii trip. Did I? On a podcast episode? I mean, you might have briefly mentioned it, but we didn't dive deep at all. That's why why I told you this counts. Okay, fine. Fine, Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. I'll talk about my trip. (laughs) If I must. (laughs) <laughs> because the flight to Hawaii, even from Portland, which you know we're on West Coast, it's still six hours to get to Hawaii. Ooh. So that's a that's a long flight. Still. That's a long flight. Do you know that it's only five hours from New York to London? So that's crazy. If you lived in New yeah. York, it'd be closer. Yeah, yeah, and crazy. the time difference is relative as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hawaii's an extra three hour time difference. But anyway, we initially didn't buy Peter his own seat, and so what we did was we. We booked the window and the aisle seat in the hopes that no one would book the middle seat. And we just booked it in coach. Then it ended up that the plane was filling up. And right before our flight, it ended up that someone booked the middle seat in between us. And so we were like, okay, we could always ask for someone to switch with us. But instead, there was a whole row open in premium class, which again was like the upgrade of coach. So I think we paid an extra like – we decided to do that. And so we we paid an extra like 100 bucks i think it was to book jacob's seat and my seat again we did the same trick we did window and aisle in hopes that no one would pay an upgrade for a middle seat mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. when you think about that i'm like yeah. no one would pay to have a middle seat so when we got to the flight it ended up that 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 seat was still open and so we went up to the desk before we got on the flight and we were like is the seat gonna stay open and they were like yep it will and we're like we have a car seat and so they let us bring the car seat on and we got to have peter his own seat and it was a miracle and i don't know how we would have done that if peter didn't have his own seat to be quite honest yeah and man it, it worked out the same for us on the way back we did the same exact thing on the way back and it was miraculous too so now we have another book. We have another flight book to go to LA in the spring, and we already bought Peter his own seat because I'm not doing. I'm not. Yeah, not doing I've that. never flown with Caden as a lap child, but that is because I have utilized my Oof. perks. Yes, with that. Yes. But it it is funny because like I'm glad that we got him a seat because on the way out that cabin was completely booked, um, mm. so he would not have had a seat. However, um, 
spoiler coming up in a few um, points is it, the the flight out was rough. Like the flight mm-hmm. out was a red eye. It was, oh, you know, we were supposed to be sleeping and poor Caden like could not get comfortable in his car seat. So like he slept about maybe like two hours um, when it was time for bed. And then the rest of the time he would only sleep on top of me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why did we buy you your own seat, <laughs> your seat? again? <laughs> why was that? But I mean, he he did have that space. And it was kind of funny because yes. he did the same thing that you guys did was like I kept checking the, the seats leading up to us flying out. And it was mm-hmm. wide open, wide open this like the whole time. And then like the day of it was fully booked. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is with that? And so we had it was a four seat row and so Mm -hmm. I had booked the aisles and then one of the middle seats and left the other middle seat open Mm -hmm. and so someone was sitting there and then we just asked if we could switch with him and he was totally fine with that he's like yeah I'd rather not sit in between you and a baby so yeah literally he would have had to sit next to the baby so he was like yeah that's totally fine um but yeah so that's that's what we ended up doing um so Back to the planning, like the next thing is when looking for a hotel, we decided to go to the Airbnb route, which I'm I'm glad that we did for a couple of reasons. Like it might have been cheaper if we stayed in a hotel, actually. Mm. Um, However, I liked Caden having his own space. So the places that we stayed had another bedroom or like a living room or something where Caden could be in his own space. And that we would have our bedroom um, too. So uh, there's some really cool Airbnbs out there. The one that we stayed in in Dublin was actually a converted um, historical church. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, that has been converted into apartments. And it was gorgeous. Like, I mean, if I wanted to be an influencer, like that would be a place (laughs) that I would stay because it's super... Instagram worthy. Uh, Mm. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, we decided to go Airbnbs. However, before I've previously used a website called booking.com or Mm -hmm. I've looked on to like I'll do a ton of research before I book um, my my where we're going to be staying or hotels or whatever. Um, But booking.com is a really fun one. I used booking.com when I went to Madrid with a friend and we found an apartment in the middle of the city on booking.com that was like perfect like it was absolutely Mm. gorgeous it looked out over you know classic spanish streets and all this stuff um but also expedia priceline those kind of places there are deals out there um and then another one that i love to use one a website that i swear by is travel zoo have you ever heard of travel zoo no i have not oh my gosh i highly suggest going to travel zoo and signing up for their top 20 deals and there are some insane deals on travel zoo like there are some really good ones there was like a trip not too long ago and we couldn't we couldn't do it um but i've known people who have it was like ireland i think it was like five days airfare hotel and a car for like 700 dollars a person dang which is not bad at all yeah like i mean that's 1400 dollars for everything i mean you have to pay for your food obviously but um they have some really really good deals so travel zoo they even also have local deals so travis and i have used that for kind of like little staycations or getaways or things like that um but then also another place to find good hotels or 
um, travel deals would be Groupon, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Groupon has a travel section. Yeah. Love Groupon. Yeah. So what are, do you do when you book hotels? Um, you know, so we have a Hilton credit card. and oh, yeah. I'm more of a hotel person. I've stayed at a couple Airbnbs and honestly haven't had the best experience with it. And I just love like the hotel and you get the pool mm. and the amenities of that. Like when we went to Hawaii, we stayed at um, the Hilton Waikoloa Village and it's freaking gorgeous. And it has like all of these like resort pools, like grounds, like the whole thing. And so I, I love that part of it of like being at the resort it's harder because we did it was just like a studio room and so we brought the slumber pod with us yay for the slumber pod oh my gosh. it was that's in my must a have. dream come true <laughs> yes definitely <laughs> for must have later and that is like i swear but i yes. just bought another one for my mom okay oh they did okay i have to mm-hmm. check that because we keep, now keep ours at my mom's house because mm-hmm. peter has since Peter has been he, he sleeps so great at night like when you put him down he's like out for the night he's woken up maybe once in the last year in the night and so I like that's amazing but he is not um doesn't love naps as much and when he's like if there's something going on around him he doesn't sleep like yeah when we were on our flight he slept a whole 15 minutes the entire <laughs> day too much going on I have to exactly see all of it Exactly. Like he doesn't just like fall asleep when he's tired. Anyway, so we, my mom has like a crib has at her house and we've tried multiple times to have him take a nap there and he could never take a nap. And then we got the slumber pod mm. and mm. it took a couple times, to- it took a couple like times for him to get used to it. But then mm-hmm. once he did, then he sleeps there. And so now he sleeps perfectly in the slumber pod and at her house and it's honestly a miracle because before it was like we'd be at their house and be like okay we need to go home for peter's nap because he has to take a nap and he can't take it anywhere else besides Mm -hmm. his crib at home so the slumber pod is a complete game changer whether you're traveling or going to grandma's house oh my gosh and i'll I'll link it in our show notes too like i swear by it also we take it on all of our trips everywhere that we've gone Mm -hmm. we have the slumber pod we have it with us and then i ordered one for my mom this week because she also uses the slumber pod at her house and it's like it's so it's so much easier to just like get one and leave it set up there yes exactly like, instead to- of like taking it down and like it using down. it and like bringing it back so we yeah, fa- we, we love it so much we have multiple for the we same baby <laughs> so <laughs> highly recommend they're um, awesome and then the last thing about planning a trip that i have here as a little tip is if you're looking for things to do a couple of my favorite websites the first one is called viator.com v-i-a-t-o-r.com and i'll link it in our show notes um but i've booked so many excursions so many different things i use this site to go to stonehenge with my mom when we were both in england at at one point we went to the cliffs of dover we went on like um other really fun tours that's a really fun one to find just like well-priced things to do or tickets to places travis and i also found harry potter um oh what was it the warner brothers studios harry potter in london um we did that too and then another one is airbnb experiences oh yes i've heard about that 
Yeah. There's like little tours on there. There's little things that you can do. Um, And so like when we booked our Airbnb, it also came up with a bunch of experiences. We didn't do it this time around because obviously like we have a kid. But Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things to do with kids and like all of that. But also, you know, I'm pretty sure there will be more in the future post pandemic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Looking forward to that life, you know. And my biggest recommendation is do a ton of research. Just sit mm-hmm. and dream of the places you're going to go and then look at the different um, the different deals that are out there. And if you find a good deal on something like Travel Zoo or Groupon, and you're like, all right, we're going to go there. That sounds like a yeah. great idea. And then look, the, there are deals out there where you can travel relatively expen- inexpensively. Everything, every trip that I've ever been on, I've done debt-free. And so I totally think that it's possible, especially, you know, we talk about sinking funds. If you're setting yeah. money aside in a sinking fund, being able to cash flow a vacation is amazing. And it's so much fun um, to travel. Definitely. So. Definitely. Well, those are great money saving tips, Bethany. I love Thanks, that. Marissa. So let's talk about some of the things that you did on your trip for like traveling with a child. Oh my goodness. Here we go. Now we're getting into the adventure. Mm. Um, Planning ahead, I think, is one of the biggest things that you can do. Um, And there are several things. So one of the things that I try to do to plan ahead is to plan activities for Caden to do on the airplane. Um, Mm -hmm. I got this really cute – is it Doug and Melissa or Melissa and Doug? I said it wrong in another episode. But the Melissa and Doug slash Doug and Melissa, whichever (laughs) – it is. Whatever they have this is. really cute activity book where it's like you open it up and you can put like the button on the bear and like oh, whatever. There's like little hand puppets in there Keeps and there's little busy. like zippers and fine motor skills and stuff like that. And so I can link that. Um, but they also make custom ones on Etsy if you really want to spend a pretty penny or ask for a really fun Christmas present. Um, they have like handmade custom activity books on Etsy that are also gorgeous. Um, I went the cheap route and went on Amazon. So Mm. there you go. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. Um, (laughs) Another thing that we obviously do and we, it's no secret here. I believe in an iPad and headphones. Mm. Yep. (laughs) It, it has been a lifesaver and it was so sweet on the airplane when you travel internationally. And I mean like sometimes domestically, but not as much. Um, there's like little screens in the back of the the seats, yeah. as you know. Um, and Caden just sat and watched like he watched Frozen. He watched <laughs> uh, Moana. He watched like full length movies and was mm-hmm. entranced. He just sat in his little car seat and just loved it. But we also had an iPad when we were driving. Like we drove in Ireland um, and we had an iPad and downloaded episodes of Bluey ahead of time so that you don't have to be connected to the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, So like that's something that I did ahead of time too. It was like I sat and downloaded like a ton of episodes Mm -hmm. of things so that he would have them. And he had his little little kid headphones that are the cutest. But I – I give up give him an iPad. I'm sorry. Yep. Sorry. We not have, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. We have the Amazon Fire kids tablet thing. And we brought that out when we went to Hawaii. And Peter watched 
Daniel Tiger on the plane and loved it and it kept him content and quiet. And I feel like traveling with a ch- child, you're just like all rules off for the plane. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's like totally. You eat, eat whatever. You watch what – like much, as much screen time and just got to like survival mode at that point. So we had no shame in using screen time on the flight and also during that trip for other things like when we were in the car for a longer time or, you know, having to – do things out of the norm. And then you know what? We got back and he wasn't watching screen time, you know, nearly as much. He did his one like 20 minute episode a day or something. Yeah. And he was completely fine. So it wasn't like something that we had to wean him off of like when we got back or something. I feel like too, and I mean, maybe not so much right now when they're toddlers, they might not remember this time in their life. I'm pretty sure not unless they're like geniuses or whatever, but (laughs) kind of like in the future too, I remember, um, someone once saying like when you have to deviate from the norm or like you're doing something that maybe like you don't normally do that you're like I would never do this or like this is not good parenting or whatever and like we're talking like screen time or snacks or like you know stuff like that um it's it's more like a memory for them like a fun thing that they got to do yeah and it's not necessarily like oh my gosh my mom was terrible she let me watch tv for four hours like it was like it was a fun thing. And so like I'm kind of visually like visioning in the future of like when we travel, Kaden knows he gets to watch a lot of TV. And that might be mm-hmm. a fun thing for him of like when we travel, there are conditions obviously exactly. around it. But it's not this isn't like this all the time, but it's a fun memory that we're making together. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then another thing that I did is I got this really cute skip hop mini backpack, which is like the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> Like, it's so adorable. And we would put it on Caden because, and I, I knew this was going to happen, and it was one of the reasons that I got it, was that um, he started walking more on this trip. And so it was, I I <laughs> hope I remember this forever, but, like, Caden took some of his first steps, like, right before the trip, but, like, really started walking on the trip. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, this really cute video of him walking at the cliffs of Moher in Ireland that I'm like I want to remember this forever one day when we're able to make picture frames of videos like this is going in (laughs) that or like holograms Mm -hmm. or whatever (laughs) the future is gonna hold (laughs) but I love that and I I keep going back to this over and over again it's like these memories were so worth all of the mental labor they were worth the frustrating times they were worth all of it like we were Mm -hmm. able to do like this is this was hard. Like I'm not going to lie. Like this was a hard thing to take yeah. a toddler on an international vacation. But here's the other thing that I I would tell myself is one, people literally do it every single day. Mm-hmm. Literally every single day there is someone traveling with a toddler or a baby or an infant or like whatever it is. Like people do it every single day. Um two, there is help. Like flight attendants were amazing. They were mm-hmm. so incredibly helpful on all of our um, all of our flights, they were very kind and understanding and they helped us um, with our car seat or our things. And um, and then the other thing is like, it's worth it to me. Like I'm not afraid of the hard things for really sweet memories like that. Mm-hmm. So um, if it intimidates you, like the only way you're going to know is if you try. And yeah, we had really, we had meltdowns, like we had hard times, but um, we had really, really, really good times. And for us, the the good outweighed the bad, I think. Yeah. So that's great. Um, 
back to the backpack though. Oh yeah, yeah, that thing. <laughs> so we started walking on the trip. This backpack has a leash on it. So oh. it's not quite like um a leash for a child, but it's on a backpack that has like this little harness. And it mm-hmm. was just because I knew this was going to happen. He wanted to walk. He didn't want to hold our hand and he didn't want to be like tethered. Oh yeah. I mean, he was tethered, but he didn't want to be um, contained, held or contained or anything like that. So um, this backpack carried, um, it was the love every green Velcro container. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the The bugs. The bugs. Yes. Is that what it's called? The bug shrub? Uh So I love that container so much because it's an activity in and of itself. But Mm -hmm. then I also put like some cars in there for him. Yeah. And I put like um, some of his little, his favorite little toys that were kind of small. I put those in there. I put in in this backpack, it had that. And then it had a snack cup, a sippy cup, and some little books for him. So it contained like, so it, it was functional in the fact of we were able to keep track of him when we needed to and then it had little things that I could just grab really fast so if he Mm -hmm. needed if he wanted a snack cup to hold then he could use that one or if he needed a sippy cup or if he needed like some books to read on the plane or whatever like we used we used that Mm -hmm. speaking of snacks though Marissa and I would classify this as a must have must (laughs) must have do you see me clapping Mm -hmm. my hands <laughs> mm. Like it. Mm. This is the best thing for a toddler that I I didn't think of it. It was on Pinterest. I, I came across it, but it is a tiny little um craft box. Is that what it's called? It's like a it's like a tackle box kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like it was $3.99 at Hobby Lobby. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the ones that has like 25 little containers in just one big container. And this container fit inside of his diaper bag. And we literally took it everywhere we went. Mm -hmm. And I I filled up each container with a different snack. And this is brilliant for so many reasons. First of all, it's so many snacks. If you want to entertain a toddler or if he's having a meltdown or whatever, give him snacks. Snacks. (laughs) Snacks. Always have the snacks. Like the snacks are absolutely the best part. Um, and so he and the other thing that it is is like he is six he was 16 months on our trip, and they're really at this point where they are starting to realize that their voice matters, that like they when they want something, that they're very adamant about it. Um, mm-hmm. I love reading Healthiest Baby and like all the milestones for uh 15, 16, 17, 18 month old, because that's where we are right now. And like part of it is like he wants this, is it autonomy? Is that a good word for it? Where he wants to make Mm -hmm. his own choices. Yeah. And so the snack box allowed him to choose what he was going to eat. And it gave him some Mm -hmm. decision making abilities and power that like would nip a tantrum in the bud. It would just nip it in the bud. Because he was able to sit and choose his snacks and what he wanted. And so like anytime we would we would bust that thing out. We busted it out on the train uh, when we were going across England. We busted it on the airplane. We did everywhere. We had the the snack box because mm-hmm. it I want to use it still. Like I still want to use it now that yeah. we're home. Well, didn't you see that we did this for our Hawaii trip? I want to hear more. What did you think oh. of it? 
Yeah, no, it was it was perfect. We did this. Um, we lined it with we had puff cereal, we had checks, veggie straws, goldfish crackers, like just all the crunchy things. And it was it was absolutely perfect for the plane and just continuously fed that kid snacks while he watched Daniel Tiger. That was his entire flight and he did great. He did great. Was- even with a even with a 15 minute nap for his entire day. <laughs> He did great. He was like, this is the best thing ever. This is the best. Mm -hmm. Well, and I have to say, so going out there was a red eye. It was a struggle. Caden only slept on me. He cried. It was, we were, we were hated by many people, (laughs) whatever. Like it, it is what it is. Coming back, it was a day flight. Okay. Mm. And it was an 11 hour flight. And Caden just sat and watched TV and ate his snacks. He took a a one-hour nap at the beginning and then a two-hour nap towards the end. A two-hour nap towards the end. And um, the rest of the time, he was a perfect child. Mm -hmm. Like, he just sat there and was content and was so happy and just loved eating his snacks and got, like, you know, like special meals on the the flight and everything. He just – he loved it. And the flight attendants on the way back, not the way out, the way back, they were like, I, he is so well behaved. And we were like getting off the airplane and one of the flight attendants was like, you are just incredible parents. And I was like, thank you. Yes, but also in my mind, I'm like, you should have seen us on the way out. It was a hot so mess. funny. So. It, it is funny because no one says anything to you when you're the parent boarding a flight with a toddler because you know they're like oh gosh there's a kid on this flight but then when the flight's over and your kid did well then everyone talks to you and they're like wow i didn't even know there was a baby mm-hmm. wow he did so mm-hmm. great i know like, oh, thank you so it, it is funny because we also experienced that where like different passengers around us were then like oh, wow he did great wow yeah it's like there was yeah, a woman who was like it. i didn't even realize there was a baby in this section yeah. i had no idea he was there and i was like oh thanks <laughs> Okay, the other thing that I will say, I was nervous to take Peter on the plane because of, you know, if he'd cry or like what that would be like. I also want to say that airplanes are just loud. Like there's just a constant like white noise. Yes. And so so your baby crying on the plane isn't as loud as what you think it'll be. Like it's not like your baby crying in church, you know, like like it's Mm -hmm. very loud and you can't hear it as much, I would say. That's an excellent point. And also it's like – uh, I don't know about you, Bethany, but I've seen these things on like Pinterest or Facebook that go around that it's like parents will s- make out these little kits for every passenger on the plane to be like, it's my first yes. flight. Like, I'm sorry <laughs> if I cry. Here's earplugs and earplugs and snacks. Uh, this may be an unpopular opinion. Don't do that. Like, <laughs> don't don't spend the time. Don't spend the time packing other things for strangers on your flight. Like. People know if they're getting on a flight, you just know that you're going to possibly experience this and it is it is what it is. It is what it and, is. Yeah. And so just don't don't worry about it. Like honestly, if your kid cries on a flight, like it's going to be okay. It's going to be And at okay. the end of the day, you're going to get there and never see these people again. Yep. Exactly. You'll never see them. They can be total exactly. jerks to you. You will exactly. never see them again. I don't think any parent gets on the flight and they're like, man, I really hope my kid's going to cry for the six hours of this flight. <laughs> well, of course not. You know, but if it so happens, it's like, you'll survive. It, yes, I know. And maybe this is just me too being like now being, now being a parent where it's like, 
when you hear that, you're like, oh, I feel so bad for the parents because I know they're more stressed. Like you're going to be more right. stressed about it than other people around you are going yeah. to be annoyed by it. Guaranteed. Yeah. I was really tempted. Like if, you know, sometimes I have things to say to people in my mind that are like imaginary <laughs> situations and I just say oh, them yeah. over and over again so I can say them in real life if I ever like, you know, encountered it and had enough courage to say them. Um, but one of the ones is like if someone was like, oh my gosh, that baby, I would have, I, w- I was I was planning to say, yeah, I I just imagine how his parents feel. Ugh. (laughs) But I didn't get a chance to say it. Anyway, Mm. (coughs) excuse me. Another thing that I – so snacks are a must, like must have, Mm -hmm. absolutely necessary. We also packed like a ton of pouches. We packed crackers because like I think that's the thing is like we we didn't forget to feed Caden – but he may have gone a little bit in longer in between meals than because oh, yeah. it's like so much is going on. You're just so like, much wow, traveling. it's been five hours since we've eaten. Like, you know, yeah. I have to keep feeding the kid more and more and more. And so we ended up buying more baby food in England when we were there. We bought mm-hmm. a ton of pouches and snacks and refilled the snack box and like all that stuff because I, I made it a priority to to feed him um because i feel like we 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 slacked a little on the way out but i learned my lesson so that he would be a little Mm -hmm. bit happier going back and by the way when you're bringing on liquid for a baby you can bring on pretty much anything you want and say it's for the baby and they put it through a special scanning thing and then let you let you go Mm -hmm. so you're able to bring that's liquid on for babies yeah, that's another great point. Pouches, we had tons of pouches, just put them all in a Ziploc bag. And I think that those were even like four ounce pouches. And I was like, I hope that they'll be okay with this. And it was totally fine yeah. getting them through. And that's what Peter lived on for like two meals <laughs> for like lunch and dinner. It was just like we were constantly just feeding him more pouches and yeah. snacks. And I was like, you know, he'll survive. It'll be fine. Like that was the only thing. And then Peter also has allergies. He has peanut and egg allergies. So we always carry our EpiPen with us. So he brought that with mm. us, obviously. But then we haven't. We haven't ever had to use the EpiPen. He only had one reaction, which is when we learned he was allergic to peanut. And it was not a severe enough reaction that he needed to go to the hospital or needed an EpiPen or anything. It was okay for us to just use Benadryl for him. Um, This is obviously something that's like, check. obviously check with your pediatrician before you give your kid any sort of medication. Mm -hmm. Disclaimer. But so for us, we also travel with Benadryl, liquid kids Benadryl. Yes. And it's just always in our diaper bag. So we just pack that too. And I don't even know. We didn't even like think about it, but we just, and obviously that's in our carry on along with our EpiPen because we would need that in an emergency or whatever. And we actually took it through security and totally spaced that it's like a six ounce container yeah. of liquid but Benadryl. Allow it. We, we brought they, yes. Tylenol. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. we had a travel, we had a small like travel one for Tylenol, but we didn't even think of it for Benadryl. Oh, and funny. yeah. Luckily, they just like took it out and they didn't make it a big deal at all. They just tested it or whatever and they're like, okay, you're good to go. So it was yep. totally fine. Uh, but yeah, I was like, well, I was like, oh my gosh, I hope they don't throw out his Benadryl. Like, he, we need to have that yeah, with us well, at all times. And if it's so. for the baby, like, they'll let pretty much anything go. And the woman in um, England who's worked for British Airways, she's like, you can bring up to like two liters or something, like something crazy. She's like, even mm. if you bring on a water bottle and say it's for the baby, they'll let you take it. I was like, <laughs> good to know. Very good to know. Yeah. Um, I have two more points just about traveling with a child in general. 
um, mm-hmm. that I'm going to try to cover, <laughs> get it all Great. in within eight <laughs> to 10 minutes. Um, Let's go. <laughs> but we'll see. So one of the things that I really recommend when traveling, and I would do this before I had a baby, is to have somewhat of a nighttime routine on the plane. So I would mm-hmm. take a water bottle or something with me. I do not use the the plain water. Like don't use plain water yeah, to drink at all. Um, so bring like a water bottle back with you to the bathroom. But I would have like a little mini routine of I would sometimes change my clothes to kind of get into like a more comfy kind of, you know, clothes or I'm already wow. wearing leggings or whatever. But I would change my clothes, brush my teeth, wash my face, um, do all of that, do kind of like a little nighttime routine. So I decided to do the same thing for Caden. So um, I took a little pouch and it was like a perfect size pouch that I put in his diaper bag and I packed jammies in there, a nighttime diaper, um, his lotion that we use. And we had like a little mini <laughs> bedtime routine for him. <laughs> and like we, we went to the bathroom and changed him and I put My a lotion on him and like did like the, the nighttime diaper with uh, diaper cream, by the way. For sure, mm-hmm. bring diaper cream, and so because he's going to be sitting in that for a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then put on his pajamas and um, just had a little. And then I also gave him Tylenol during that time, so that <laughs> it would make him a little bit sleepy. And um, I don't know how successful it was, um, but it was you know kind of like some indications to him that it was time to go to sleep. Yeah, and so um, I really enjoyed do- doing that. Anyway, but then something else that I bring for, you know, a little nighttime routine for me and Travis is we pack like an eye mask and earplugs and um, toothbrush, toothpaste. Um, I highly recommend packing like chapstick because an 11 hour Mm -hmm. flight, you're like everything gets dry. And Mm -hmm. so I always pack chapstick and lotion um, and then even like socks. Like I remember I had a flight and I don't know, like I think I was wearing like sandals or something and my feet were so cold yeah Um, so I always pack like an extra pair of socks now and then I also have a couple things that I take right before I try to go to sleep on the plane Um, one of them is a thing called no jet lag and I can link to it in our show notes but you take it like periodically you take one like before you take off you take one every hour or four hours if you're sleeping or something Um, but I I take that and then I always bring emergent z on the plane so it's like emergency but with mm-hmm. a z because it has a tiny little sleep aid in it and i take that right before and it usually helps me go to sleep on the airplane there you go. i love there it you go. and then i have like this little my brain is like okay it's time to go to sleep we brushed our teeth we are all cozy um yeah. and then they usually give you like a blanket of pillow on the airplane but if not you can take your own but like pretty much all the international flights they give them to you yeah yeah that's great. So. You know, uh, I will say my little thing that I'll put in here as a non-international flyer, <laughs> though, it was still nice to have Peter in a nighttime diaper on mm. our flight to Hawaii. Yes. Because, again, that's a long flight. You can change your kid in the airplane bathroom, but it's honestly, like, the worst thing ever. It's really different. <laughs> it's really, like, tight it's, space. Yeah. And I mean, not super enjoyable. So it's like you want to like limit that as much as possible. So when um, right before we boarded the flight, we put him in a nighttime diaper and it was like, obviously, if he poked, we'd change him. But if he didn't, then we're like, okay, we're just going to wait. And so our flight to Hawaii, he pooped 
like within the first hour. So we had to change him. And then we put him in another nighttime diaper. And then he pooped again, like 40 minutes later. And then, um, yeah, so I think we changed two diapers within the first like two hours. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to run out of diapers at this rate. And then we were okay for the rest of the flight. But then our flight home, we never had to change him. So, so we just funny. Him in, the, in the flight when we landed. Um, so it worked out really well to have a nighttime diaper and just have him fly in that. That's so funny. I well, I and I got the tip for the nighttime diapers actually from one of our listeners who wrote in. Oh. I hadn't even thought of it, and then one of our listeners like suggested it. I was like, "That's a brilliant idea." So even yeah. traveling domestically, I put him in a nighttime diaper just so that he can hang mm-hmm. out, you know, yeah. like on the plane and not oh. have to worry about it. Here's another little tip that I have for the diaper changing portion of this: is that like we have our like little um changing pad liners but they're like reusable you know and like oh, airplane bathrooms yeah. i'm sorry but like airplane bathrooms are like gross you know yeah. and i was like i yeah. don't really want to like put my like reusable diaper changing mat like there so get some um disposable ones for your oh, trip to have that's for a like great idea public restrooms and i didn't even think of this until i took peter to change him at the um, airport bathroom in Portland and they had a whole bunch of disposable changing pad covers like oh, in the bathroom and I was like oh so I actually took a few with us onto the there plane and used them on the plane <laughs> and I was like oh my gosh next time I fly I will buy disposable covers to bring with us for travel so that's brilliant I'm I'm gonna write that down and the last thing that I recommend and now you don't have to do this if you're staying in a hotel oftentimes if you stay in a hotel they will have a crib for you or they'll have a pack and play yep. or whatever we did however yeah. uh, we decided since we were staying in an Airbnb a couple of our Airbnbs did not have a pack and play um, mm. and so we decided to purchase, invest in a travel crib. And there are there's specific ones out there that they make that are only like 12 pounds or something like that. Like they're very Dang. light and very like they're not like a Graco heavy pack and play. Mm-hmm. Like those are heavy. This one was smaller and I ended up getting it on facebook marketplace Marketplace. yeah and it normally i i think okay there were two that i was going between and they were both the pricey ones there was a baby bjorn and then there was also i can't even think of it there were two there were two that i was going through and one of them was a backpack and that was kind of the one i was looking for but i found a baby bjorn on facebook marketplace and i ended up getting it for 60 dollars nice was much better than buying it new on facebook like that New on Amazon. And what we ended up doing is that that I was able to stuff the slumber pod into the travel crib case. Mm. And then I also stuffed his sleep sack in there and a sound machine that was not the hatch. I got like a cheap sound machine from Amazon and then like also like a cheap um, monitor on Amazon. So I stuffed it all into the travel crib. And we traveled with that the whole time, but that travel crib, <laughs> it came in clutch because we Good. went out for my friend's wedding and we even brought it, like we set it up during the rehearsal and like yeah. he slept in the the barn where we had our rehearsal and then like he would sleep every anywhere and we had the slumber pot and the travel crib and it was beautiful. And so I highly recommend mm-hmm. that if you're going somewhere and it's just a convenience, like we could have even gotten there and if he needed to take a nap in the airport, I swear we probably could have set it up in the air airport or whatever but 
<laughs> with your own slumber pot over it. Yeah, yes. It. And like a sound machine going. I 1,000% yeah. would do that. And like, He's don't look at me. My baby is sleeping. <laughs> if you wake him up, I will kill you. I don't care. <laughs> um, but yeah. And, and again, like I'll say it again and I've already said it multiple times. Like it was fun. We made amazing memories. It was a lot. And as a mom, you carry a lot of mental – there's a lot of invisible invisible Mm -hmm. labor that, like, people don't see. And you don't realize how many things you are carrying in your brain. And you just think, like, we have to do this and this and this and this. And we have to make sure we have our passports. And we have to make sure we have our locator forms. And we have to be wearing a mask. And we have to make sure the baby – like, you have all of these things. And I was very overwhelmed at points. And so I really appreciated, like, Travis really stepped up in a lot of ways. I had to ask more than I normally do for him to do things that maybe he wouldn't normally do. So, like, maybe he would Mm -hmm. put down the baby a little bit more or he would – like help dis- help make decisions. That's really kind of what it comes down to is just helping make those decisions of like, where are we going to eat? Could you make the decision of where we're going to eat tonight? Or mm-hmm. would you be able to do this? Um, like being able to ask your significant other to do that is is really important. And I think it goes a long way of just relieving some of that mental that mental labor that you have to do as a mom handling a lot of details at once. Definitely. And you know, when you travel with a baby or a toddler, I mean, you're talking about all the things you're bringing, right? Like we brought these things, we didn't bring a travel crib, but we also brought like our stroller, you know, and and then you have the car seat and you just have a lot of things to lug around and a lot of, you're basically trying to do normal home routine stuff, but in a different place. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to do your normal things when you're not in your normal place. And we loved our trip to Hawaii. Like it was, it was wonderful, but it was hard trying to do all those things, Mm -hmm. not in our normal comfort. And also I will say the downside to being in a hotel, our hotel only had a mini fridge. And so that's hard too. like, you know, even trying to figure out meal stuff. And so like loved our trip. I'm so grateful for it. But also I was like, okay, we're only here for two more days you know mm-hmm. oh, oh my okay, gosh when we got one more home, day when you know it's just kind of like we're excited <laughs> yes. to go home <laughs> i collapsed in my bed and was just like yeah. i missed you so much <laughs> i know it was delight it was great coming home and i think that's always kind of when it comes to our trips it's wonderful being away and i mm-hmm. feel a familiarity in being in an unfamiliar place if that makes sense mm-hmm. and i love it i love it it makes me feel like i remember heading to the airport and feeling giddy that we were traveling again because i had missed yeah. it so much but whenever i travel i love coming home like i think there's mm-hmm. that like we are complex creatures we can have multiple feelings at once and this is one of them of i love traveling i love being away i love coming home and i think it's totally normal and okay to have all of those feelings feel it. and yeah. to want all of those things and you know someone also said like um a vacation is a trip with it's just a trip with kids yes. uh, it's not a vacation <laughs> so exactly that's, a, that's what it felt like but it was also really fun because Caden. Um, 
he, I think he had some fun experiences that even as a toddler, like he wouldn't have here. Um, like we, when we were in the Cliffs of Moher in um, Ireland, he saw this field of sheep and he just freaked out. Like, and he kept, <gasps> seep, seep, seep. And he was like, bah, bah. And I was, Cause we had been working on that on like animal yeah. sounds. And he finally saw it and connected everything. And it was mm-hmm. so fun to see. And Travis and I were just kind of sitting there dreaming and just being like, I would love for our family to go see the things that we're learning about. I think that that would be a really cool thing. And I think we talked about this um, last episode too, of like that, that being a dream of ours and being able to dream a little bit was just so much fun as a family and looking forward Mm -hmm. to taking our kids on trips one day and looking forward to doing more of this and getting more used to it. Um, And I think also like traveling is a muscle and it's something that you have to, it's, it's going to be hard at first. Like you might not be super good at it, um, but you have to flex that muscle and you have to work it out and it'll get easier and easier over time but you know it's not going to be without its challenges and yeah um for us it was worth it it might not be worth it for everyone and i am mm-hmm. not saying that it is for everyone and so um if that's something that you enjoy and you want to do do it just do it mm-hmm. and see what you think yeah Awesome, Bethany. Well, thank you so much for sharing about your experience traveling. Thank it's fun you to for listening, Marissa. Kind of live through your <laughs> adventure. It was fun. I liked it. And awesome. thank you for listening. And thank you, sweet listener, for hanging out with us this week. That is about all we have for today. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be back next week with another awesome episode of the Motherhood and Money Show. All right. Well, we'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.